Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. Since 2015, Autonomous is dedicated to building ergonomic office chairs and electric standing desks with the highest quality materials. The Autonomous product lineup began with the original office standing desk, the Smart Desk, and now spans several categories of smart ergonomic office tools and accessories, as well as new software solutions for modern hybrid work offices. All of our products are not just great looking and durable, but simple to use in order to unleash their full potential. Visit us at autonomous.ai and use code Messiah Radio for a 5% discount on your total order. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Dr. Lindsay C. Gibson is our special guest. She is the author of Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents. Perfect. A lot of people have unresolved issues, and you're the right person to talk to. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit North-America Beardynamic.com and by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. So let me ask you a question. So uh, how often do we go through life talking about mom and dad and working through issues? And it's not just like a child thing. We go through our whole adulthood sometimes with these unresolved conflicts. And here comes along your book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Some people know I got to go to therapy. Others just struggle through the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's that's a great description of the general uh, situation. Uh, but I'm a psychotherapist, Michael. I've been a psychotherapist for over 35 years. I see a lot of people who 
continue to struggle with their relationship uh, with their parents, it's many times it's right up there with uh, marital problems, problems with kids, problems with work. It's not as, you know, central to the person's well-being, of course, as your, your marriage or your work, but it's something that, you know, until it's understood and worked on, it tends to be a great source of distress anger, uh, hurt feelings, sadness, feelings of helplessness. I mean, these feelings from childhood with your parents never really go away until you understand what they're about. And that's what I see in my practice a lot. Yeah. They talk about baggage, right? I mean, you talk about, it's not just the parents kind of like set the tone for the rest of your life. And what I love about your book is that at least it gets us to figure out What's going on here? And if you don't mind, I'd like to read the back because it sets the tone. Was your parent difficult, immature, or emotionally unavailable? And then you said, if you grew up with an emotionally immature, unavailable, or selfish parent, you may have lingering feelings of anger, loneliness, betrayal, or abandonment. Uh, You may recall your childhood as a time where your emotional needs were not met, when your feelings were dismissed, or when you took on adult levels of responsibility in an effort to compensate for your parents' behavior. You know, let's be honest, okay? You're a child. You're thrown into this environment that you didn't choose. Uh, It's a home with all kinds of different dynamics. And how can you expect to process all that's going on? Well, the problem is that you don't um, because you're coming into really a nest of unresolved stuff on your parents' side. Uh, They're bringing their transgenerational traumas and life experiences into their role as a parent. And you as a child, I love the way you describe that that situation of the child, Michael, because it really gives us a sense of empathy um, for what children are up against. The child is coming into those dynamics with an underdeveloped child's mind. Yes. And children are naturally and beneficially egocentric. An egocentric child can only understand what's going on around them as it pertains to them. So one of the things that happen is that these dynamics in the family, the parents' own traumas, the parents' emotional immaturity, those things come to that child in a way that the child often feels blamed, judged, mistreated. And the child interprets all that from an egocentric perspective, which is there must be something wrong with me, or I'm bad. Or if I was a good child, uh, you know, my mother wouldn't be this way or my father would feel this way about me. That is how children necessarily understand what happens to them. If you have a parent who themselves is self-absorbed and not able to really have empathy for that child situation, the situation is ripe for the child to come away from that feeling badly about themselves and generally feeling lonely and disconnected from the people they need the most. You know how there's like uh, in bowling, when they have for kids, they have those lanes that close yeah. so that the ball kind of makes sure it goes straight down the lane. It it, uh, right. it may bounce around a little bit, right? But it doesn't, you don't end up in the gutter or anything, you know? They're like sponges and they absorb everything, as you mentioned, and there's no boundaries. And then we learn that term later in life, you know, that we have to have healthy boundaries. 
and that uh, this is mom's baggage that she's dealing with and this is not mine. And uh, can you make sense of all this for us? <laughs> sure. Um, but before we go on to that, Michael, I was so struck by your analogy of the bowling bumper guards that yes. I, I have to return to that. <laughs> <because> <laughs> Let's that go back is to such bowling. a great <laughs> image. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If if you have emotionally mature parents, like parents who have grown up all the way, psychologically speaking, the bumper guards are the parents' empathy and their acceptance of the child and their encouragement of the child. Okay. And so when a parent has that capacity to think about things from the child's point of view and to give that child the uh, knowing that they are accepted and loved just as they are, mm. then, you know, the bowling ball goes down the center of those bumper guards mm. and the child doesn't, is not left to veer off and, and plop in the gutter and feel like they've been spun out of the family because they did something wrong or because they got upset or because mom was upset that day. So I, I just love that that imagery. And I, I wanted to highlight that because that is really the basis of that emotional loneliness that adult children of emotionally immature parents feel. It's when the parent is not there, is not empathic, and the parent just lets the kid fall in the gutter and get by as best they can until they reach the end of the of the gutter. And it's a terrible feeling to not be held psychologically by a parent who's mature enough to do that. It seems like there are all these ebbs and flows, like like a normal uh, parent-child relationship. You know, it grows up, it evolves. You know, the parents want the children to be healthy and to be independent and, and so forth. Uh, and then you have, you know, these dysfunctional type of parent-child uh, relationships. But gee whiz, it could be like when the kid's 50. There was a great example of that. I believe it was with it's either Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou. And they were talking about how their mother was a terrible mother for little children. The mother was not functional and the author had to go live with her grandmother. I think the grandmother became ill or something and she had to go back and live with her mother as a teenager. Well, it turns out that her tough mother was the ideal parent for a headstrong teenager. <laughs> uh -huh. So we can be, you know, really good parents at different times in our children's lives. And we have different things to offer them uh, at different ages. So I, you know, I do believe that. And it depends on what the child's needs are as to whether that parent's level of development in that area really, you know, fits and supports that. Yeah, but it, it, it is interesting how you can have those ebbs and flows where you have a relationship with your parent that you didn't think was possible, or suddenly, you know, it seems like you can't relate to them anymore because they won't let you grow up. That's exactly right. We're going to be right back with Dr. Lindsay C. Gibson. She is the author of the book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents. If you haven't worked through all this, you're going to you know, learn a lot right after this. We'll be right back. And by the way, Dr. Gibson is a clinical psychologist and author of Who You Were Meant to Be. She writes a monthly column on well-being for Tidewater Women magazine. Coming back right after this. Ocaso builds high-quality, extremely affordable 
affordable action cameras that enable our customers to capture dynamic moments in life and share their world of difference. In less than nine years, Acaso has become one of the leading action camera brands worldwide with sales of over a half million units annually. There's a world out there to explore and enjoy while capturing every thrilling experience. Acaso's mission is to inspire and empower more people to join, enjoy, capture, and share the fun of exciting outdoor sports. Visit acasotech.com. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Okay, we're back with Dr. Gibson and uh, Dr. Lindsay Gibson, her book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. And uh, where do we just leave off? We're talking about the four types of emotionally immature parents. Yes. Um, and those are, are rough categories. But over the years, I've found that they do they do kind of cover the different types of parents that people have. So I'll go into them in just a moment. But I wanted to mention, first of all, that when you're conceptualizing an emotionally immature parent, it's really important to note that people have different lines of development for different parts of their personality. For instance, your intellectual development might proceed just fine. Um, you you can become you know a bona fide intellectual, uh, an academic, uh, a rocket scientist. Okay, nothing goes wrong with your intellectual development. Nothing may go wrong with your social development. You are able to hold your own at parties. Um, you have a broad base of friends. You're an important person in the church. You know, whatever that social development went just fine. All the skills were learned. But at the emotional level, there are some emotional skills that mm. that person did not develop because their emotional development was derailed. That's a thing that's often very confusing to people when they say, well, my dad was a doctor. Um, how could he be emotionally immature? Or my mom was the sweetest lady in the world. How, how can she be emotionally immature? Well, there's some basic hallmarks. Um, if I could go into those a little bit, Michael, before we oh, yeah, cover definitely. The, the four types. Yeah. So think of the emotionally immature person as kind of like operating at the level emotionally of a four-year-old. Now, they may have the vocabulary of a 40-year-old, okay? <laughs> um, they may hold down a, a you know, high-paying job. But when it comes to how they relate to other people and what they need from other people, you can be talking about someone who is functioning more at the emotional level of a four-year-old. You know, what is a four-year-old? A four-year-old is a three-year-old with language. It's a difficult age because they've got enough language to look like they can reason and look like you can reason with them. But emotionally, they are still three years old, very reactive, very emotionally based. Like one of the things that is so um, interesting and compelling about uh, the emotionally immature parent is that everything is based on their emotion. There's a thing called affective realism, which is 
that things are what I feel them to be. So if I feel that you are a certain way, then that's my fact. It's all based on how things feel to me. It's not based on facts. It's not based on reason. And they can become very insistent about their beliefs based on how they feel. This reminds Another- me of that song, uh, uh, the Mike and the Mechanics, The Living Years. You ever hear that song? It talks about that I was always a hostage to all my parents' hopes and fears. And I wish oh I could have told them in the living years, but it's it's a song all about it. You'd, you'd love this song. It's, well, I, it's I'm like, sure I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to listen to it right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send it to you after the interview. Go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. That's, uh, that's a beautiful quote. That's right on the money. So another thing that uh, emotionally mature parents do as, as a group is that they also resist reality. Instead of adjusting to reality, they tend to either deny, distort, or dismiss it. Hmm. Like, if I don't like it, it's not true. Or if I think it's true, it's true. And they oversimplify reality in this very rigid black and white way that if you are not within these narrow limits of their own worldview, they can become very judgmental, very rejecting, and make the other person feel guilty, ashamed, fearful, and self-doubting. Wow. So it's a very toxic mix for a child to try to grow into their own self-expression or into their own personhood. Where were you uh, (laughs) growing up? How come we can't be more sensitive to this to children in school? You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be all just about classroom kind of stuff, answering questions? And why can't it be more about this? I think kids have a right to know this. I I do, too. I do, too, Michael. And it would correct so much emotional loneliness and self-blame that children experience because it's so confusing. I mean, their parents are telling them things that simply are not true. And they Mm. fly in the face of what the child is experiencing. And that mismatch, that cognitive dissonance is something that makes people feel a little crazy. And again, like something's wrong with them. Right. And then they try to adjust, but of course they can't because the reality is being distorted by the parent. And so they're left in a place where it feels like nobody understands them. And then the fear arises, well, maybe nobody can understand me because maybe there's something really wrong with me. And this can be very, very deep. Um, And it's something that, yes, if we had education in schools or if we had teachers who were aware of this, it could go a long way toward helping those children feel supported. I agree because all this is very lopsided. I mean, it's not a fair fight. You know, kids are in a in a house they didn't choose to be in that house. They're under, you know, someone else's roof. The older I get, the more I think that uh, the, the sooner you learn psychology, the better. I think that every parent, it's it's only fair, they should come out of the hospital or where they give birth and they should have a card that says which one they are so the child knows what they're dealing with the rest of their lives, you know? It comes out of the little baby. It says the emotional parent, the driven parent, the passive parent or the rejecting parent. So at least they have a heads up on what they're working with. But uh, we're here with our next project. (laughs) Dr. Lindsay C. Gibson, our special guest, her book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. I love this book because it helps you really understand what you're dealing with. And uh, and it makes you want to read and it's not confusing uh, how to heal from distant, rejecting or self-involved parents. 
We're going to come back with Dr. Gibson in just a bit. Again, she's the author of Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Uh, All the things that uh, kids have to redo or get undone, uh, untangle the mess. How do we do it right after this? Start your fragrance line and make money with BostonPerfumery.com. Design custom cologne or perfume using natural ingredients. Imagine 10% butterscotch, 20% sandalwood, and 70% vanilla dark. Choose any scents and any percentage from the Boston Perfumery Sun Chart, then name your custom fragrance. Visit bostonperfumery.com. Again, bostonperfumery.com. Everyone deserves a signature scent. Tribe Signs was designed in 2010. We started operations as home and office solutions specialists and have since established ourselves as a trusted brand all over the world. We have worked with some of the world's best designers and manufacturers to bring a curated selection of beautiful furniture to thousands of happy customers across America. Visit us at tribesigns.com. Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. That is the name of the book from Lindsay Gibson. We have all these different scenarios, okay? Let's talk about one. Never letting the child grow up and just always seeing, uh, even if they're an adult, they still think of them as a child. What's wrong with that? How does that happen? Yeah, um, it's because the parent needs the child to be a certain way in order for that parent to feel secure and good about themselves. So again, the child is sort of maneuvered by the parent's reactions and behavior into agreeing with certain sort of life positions that those parents have. One of them would be, I'm the most important person in this situation. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Another one is, if I didn't intend it, it shouldn't have hurt you. So there's no need for me to apologize or empathize with you because I didn't mean to do that. Another one is if you set a boundary, you don't really love me. Another one is it's your responsibility, the parent says to the child, in effect, to make me feel secure, happy, and good about myself. That's not my job for you. You are responsible for my emotional stability and for my self-esteem. Now, the parent also can't give the child a sense of emotional intimacy and make them feel safe because those parents, those emotionally immature parents are really terrified of emotional intimacy for many Mm. reasons. And so because they are, they, they have a really difficult time connecting with their kids and that sends them back into those very egocentric positions that I just noted. Wow. Boy, you know a lot. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's very helpful. I mean, it's so helpful, uh, all this uh, in, in information. Can I ask you also, uh, getting into this field, how are you called into this field? How did, that, did you have issues that you worked out or how did, where did your sensitivity toward children and parents come from? Well, I think like a lot of um, internalizing children of emotionally immature parents, Uh, I was a very perceptive and very sensitive child, and I was a crazy fanatical learner. So I could get fascinated with something. And to me, nothing was more fascinating than human beings. So that interest was there from the very beginning. Is it too late to go back to the parent? What is the right time? How do we untangle this mess? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting when people are in psychotherapy, uh, at at least with me, what I've noticed is that 
as they reconnect with their own selves, um, they begin to know what they feel. They begin to not feel guilty about what they're thinking. They begin to have a sort of a sense of self-knowledge and self-possession. Those are two things that are often denied these children of emotionally immature parents. Um, But as they regain themselves, there is an impetus to go back to the parent oftentimes and try to make the connection or try to be understood, try to be seen by that parent. You know, most of the time I'm, I'm not having to bring up that, even bring up that subject because people sort of naturally want to go and try to make some connection with these parents. Once they realize that they're not damaged and that the child, the adult child is not damaged and that they have the right to speak, and they have the right to try to be known by the people that they love. And when they go back and they try to work it out with the parent, you know, lots of times it doesn't work. The parent does that thing. I didn't intend it. So it doesn't, it, it couldn't have hurt you or well, let's say you're oversensitive. They love to say that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> yes. The overly sensitive remark. Yes. And th- they make you feel guilty or ashamed for having uh, brought this stuff up. It is still very important for that adult child to have had the opportunity to try to be heard. You are changing yourself from a passive, scared, lonely person into someone who is actively trying to make a connection and has the assurance within themselves that you were important enough to be heard. Yeah. Nobody seemed to get the memo that, uh, you know, children grow up to be adults, the dynamic changes that the person that they were back when is not the same person, yet they're being addressed the same way as if they were a child. And uh, that that puts a lot of friction on the relationship because, you know, people hold you a hostage psychologically and think that, uh, you know, this is who you are. No, this is who I was when I was 12 or uh, eight. Uh, do you walk away from these relationships? You can't do that, right? You can't, uh, you have to, you know, be uh, in communication with your with your parents and siblings or no? Well, it depends on what's happening. I always encourage people to, you know, develop their own um, self-confidence and their own willingness to be active in those relationships with those parents, because I think that's a good workout for the psyche. Okay. And I think that promotes maturity in that child, but there are times when the parent is actually causing harm, or it could be that the adult child is in a vulnerable place in their life. Like they could be uh, have a new baby, be changing jobs, be moving, be have marital problems. And at those points, sometimes you have to put boundaries in place where you get out of contact with those parents because they are actually hurting your health with their demands or their guilting or whatever. There are other times when the parent is actively destructive. In other words, they won't listen. They insist on their quote rights. They are really just a malevolent force in that person's life. And sometimes those relationships have to be brought to a close for a time. Now you you don't always have to shut the door on it permanently. But you definitely have to have the right to take breaks. 
Keep in mind, there can't be a rigid rule, like emotionally immature parents love rigid rules, okay? And they love things to stay the same. But really, when you're dealing with parents, it has to be done on an individual basis. And how much or how little contact you have with your parent has to rest on whether the parent will work with you and how much harm is being caused to your emotional or physical health by having contact with that parent. People have got to have the rights to choose the relationships that they're going to be in. Yes. And our special guest, Dr. Lindsay C. Gibson, and her book, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents. Dr. Gibson, what's your website? It is drlindsaygibson.com, and that's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-G-I-B-S-O-N drlindsaygibson.com. Yes, go on the website and get the book, uh, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents. Thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, it's my great pleasure, Michael. Thank you for having me. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.